Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. renew us. Is there anyone here this morning about to give up? Receive strength in the name of Jesus. Is there anyone here that is saying this is too much? Father, you are more than enough. Lord, you are more than enough. Strength from the throne of grace grant unto your children in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. But we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seats. Let's have our seats. You know, there's a song that says, His eyes on the sparrow. Right? And then he said, Because his eyes are on the sparrow, I know that what? He watches who? Is he watching over you? Is he watching over you? Then my word for someone this morning is don't give up. You know, like we like we normally say in God's own country, don't give up. For what? Your miracle is on the way. Tell somebody don't give up. Your miracle is on the way. What's a miracle? A miracle is something that happens beyond your ability. It's something that happens beyond your expectation. It, you might be looking at the east. When the miracle comes, it might come from the west. That is a miracle. Tell somebody that's a miracle. That's a miracle. And the miracle is on the way for you. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. That's not the message of this morning. It's just a word for someone. Who is that person? In this month of May, receive your miracle in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3. I read from verse 1 to verse 6. Proverbs 3. Verse 1 to verse 6. Proverbs 3, verses 1 to 6. I read, My son, forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. Verse 4. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. And verse 5, which is why we stop, says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not up to your own understanding. Amen. Amen. The word of the Lord for us for this month is that this month is a month of divine favor. And somebody will have to personify it. Is that the way they say it? This month is my month of divine favor. Some people don't believe it. I am telling someone here today that this month is what? My month of divine favor. I can add to it that this month is Christ Chapel's month of what? Divine favor. And we will experience that favor in Jesus' name. 
See, the Bible tells us in the passage that we have just said how we can find favor. Because the first thing I took note of concerning favor is that favor can be found. Favor can be what? I want to tell, speak to someone here today. You will find favor. Amen. I said you will find favor. Amen. I said you will find favor. Amen. Favor is defined by the Bible dictionary as pleasure, desire, delight. And I mean, those are words that have got very deep meanings. Pleasure, desire, delight. It's, 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 it's you obtaining something beyond your ability, beyond your expectation. It's others not making a headway and you making a headway. You are going to make a headway. Amen. You will move forward. Amen. And you have a testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. So we all pray for favor. We all desire favor. And when we begin to look at the benefit of favor, I think that will give us a better, uh, uh, what do I call it, maybe definition of what it is. It's a word we know very much, but that when it comes to defining it, it's a little, I mean, we, have, we get some hiccups about it. But the passage we read tells us how to find favor. Because, brethren, it's not everybody that finds favor. Is that not so? It's not everybody. It's not everybody. But you will find favor in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing that you need to take note of if you are going to find favor is that you must not forget the law of the Lord. You must not do what? Forget Don't forget the law of the Lord. If you are a forgetful, uh, is it forgetful listener? Or forgetful hearer? Or forgetful student? Then you are not ready for favor. Because the Bible says, that is the first thing you must take note of. We all know Joshua chapter 1, right? Verses 8 and 9. Joshua 1, 8 and 9. It says, this book of the Lord shall not do what? Depart out of what? It, it doesn't say it shall not depart out of your heart. It says it shall not depart out of what? Now, how do you prevent something from departing out of your mouth? You do what? Ma? You keep silent. Uh, you are hiding it in your heart. Uh, if you don't say it, then it is in your heart. It's not in your mouth. Amen? If you are going to prevent the book of the Lord from departing from your mouth, you must do what? You must confess it. You must say it. The Bible says, I am what? I am the head and not the tail. It's in the Bible. If I were to ask many of us now, when was the last time you made that confession? That you are the head and not the tail. I am very sure of one thing. Most of us here, I'm not saying all of us. Most of us here, we have not made that statement in the last, what? Should I say one week? Maybe even one month. Because the last time you, what you said it was when you had it in church. I'm just referring to that specific one that says what? I am the head. And not. Do you know, brethren, there's power in the spoken word. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about the resurrection, I mean, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the Bible says on the cross, he gave a loud shout. And after that, he gave up the ghost. That shout that he released into the earth 
that shout is still working on earth today. A part of the shout is what pulled down the wall of Jericho. The Bible says when he comes back, there will be what? A shout. He has released a shout into mankind, unto humanity, and that shout is still working. But you have got to key into it. With the sound that you make, with the confessions that you make, you must not forget the law of the Lord. And one way not to forget it is what? Is by repeating it to yourself. By saying it to yourself. The Bible says the book shall not depart out of your mouth. You will agree with me. That's why we teach our, our children to recite the Bible. If you continue to recite John 3.16, will you forget it? If you continue to recite this passage, are you going to forget it? You won't. So, and you know what? The more you recite, you stand upon that word of God, it will come to pass in your life. Amen. As it will come to pass in your life, Amen. God will grant you favor. Amen. That book shall not depart from your mouth. And says, thou shall meditate during day and night. Brethren, when we talk of meditation, what comes to our mind is that you have to be thinking about it. You have to be thinking about it. Your, but your meditation includes what you say. What is a professor? When is somebody a professor? A professor is somebody who professes. Is that not so? What does it mean to profess something? To say it. To say it. If a professor of mathematics, a professor of chemistry, and a professor of theology, if the children sit down here and they don't say anything, you don't know the difference. Is that not so? But when the professor of theology begins to talk about God, he said, it looks as if this man knows a little bit about God. Then the professor of mathematics begins to talk about binomials and exponential calculus. Eh? And, I mean, some, some funny esoteric things that you think he's speaking in tongues. Then he said, no, this guy is a professor of world mathematics. Then the professor of chemistry begins to talk about organic and inorganic chemistry. And you know that this guy is in a different world altogether. But until they say it, you don't know. That's why the Bible says, even a fool, when he keeps quiet, is what? Is considered wise. Is that in your Bible? Is there? You may not know it. That's why many of us we talk when we should be quiet, because what we say, what does it do? It gives us up. Say, ah, I thought that brother was a reasonable man. I didn't know that I was just a useless man. And from that day onwards. Whatever pedestal on which you have, you have been put is destroyed. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. If you are going to find favor, you must not forget the law of God. And you must keep his commandments. Brethren, you cannot be strong in the absence of the word. That's what you cannot be strong. In the absence of the word. What was the strength of David before Goliath? Was it uh, uh, the sword or the spear or whatever that he had? It was a word. He spoke to him. He said, look, you've come against me with, the, with your spear, with your shield, with your size, with your mind. He said, but I've come against you. In whose name? In the, name of the, Lord. the Lord of hosts. The one who, the, the, the name that you have challenged. He said, and he will show himself to you today. It was the word that he spoke that gave him victory. A man of God observed. He said, when Peter was walking on the water, what was he walking upon? He was walking on the word. 
Jesus told him what? He said, come. It is that word, come, that Peter was walking upon. He was stepping upon the spoken word that says, come. And so as, so as long as he was going to Jesus, looking unto Jesus, oh, the word was crying him until he began to look around. Like many of us are doing. Tell somebody, fear not. Because I can just assure you that what God has promised you, he will do. Amen. God is not the one that fails. If you don't fail him, he cannot fail you. He will not fail you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are going to find favor, very important, brethren, you must not forget the law of the Lord, the word. In Psalm 119, verse 11, we know that passage very well. He says, thy word have I hid in my heart, that I may not do what? Your word is in my heart that I may not sin against thee. And I love Psalm 119 verse 105. I love that passage very well. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's very important. Like I was sharing with, the, with us at the retreat we had last week, that if the word is lacking, you cannot get divine guidance. Are we together, brethren? Because the word is what? A lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. It's the word that will lead me. When I'm in the dark, when I don't know what to do, it's the word that will do what? That will lead me. It's the word that will guide me. The Bible says you will hear a word saying unto you, this is the way. Do what? Walk in it. It's the word that will help you to be obedient to what God is saying unto you. Because without the word, even when God comes to you, you know, you know, you know, you remember that rich man? That rich man, he told Abraham, he said, Ah, I have many brethren on earth. Send Moses, oh no, or send Lazarus to go back to them and preach to them. What did Abraham say? He said, He said, They have Moses and Elijah. And he wasn't referring to Moses, the original Moses. He was referring to you and I. Tell somebody you are the Moses. He was talking about men and women with the prophetic utterance to take the message of the gospel to those around us. To share the word with them. To lead them and them on this path of salvation. So he said, if they will not listen to Moses and Elijah on earth, even if a man rises from the dead, they will not do what? I guarantee you, brethren, if you don't want to hear the words of God, let somebody come here today and say, I was there for three days. No, no let, let's not say three days. We say that was Jesus. <laughs> say, I was there for five days. And I saw visions and revelations. And the Lord gave me a message. And this is my message. Some people will say what? They will say it's lying. It's fake. Of course, there have been people that have come to tell lies along that way. Is that not so? That's the truth. You have the word of God. There's no fallacy. There's no, there's no falsehood in it. We have power with us. But we live like men and women that are powerless. Can you ask your neighbor, say, why are you powerless? Why are you powerless? I, I'm the one saying you should ask. Ask your neighbor, why are you powerless? Because, brethren, as a child of God, we are not expected to live a powerless Christian life. Ah, does, it, does that even exist? 
Is there anything like a powerless Christian life? But that's how many of us are living. We just say we are, we are children of God. The power is lacking. Because the world is lacking. God is not a magician. No. He's not a magician. He fulfills the word that he has spoken unto us. If you will find favor, brethren, forget not the law. Forget not the word. That is number one. Number two, if you will find favor, you must hold on to mercy and truth. You must hold on to what? I mean, I have said it on this altar many times. That many are times we are praying for favor. Whereas what we should be praying for is what? It's mercy. It's mercy. Psalm 102 verse 13. It says, Thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. Amen. Somebody's set time has come. Amen. God will favor you. Amen. Because he's a merciful God. You know, there's a song we sing that says, uh, in the original language. Uh, maybe I will sing it and somebody should translate it. What does that, what does it say? Somebody in the spirit. Aha. It says, I'm thankful I have found mercy. Say, because it's not everyone that finds mercy. You will obtain mercy. Amen. God will have mercy upon you. Amen. And you will grow in that mercy in the name of Jesus. Amen. So if you will find favor, you must hold on to mercy and truth. Number three, you must trust in the Lord with all your heart. Brethren, what's the meaning of all? What's the meaning of all? It means if you trust the Lord with all your heart, is there any space left for, any, for other things? No. That's what many of us don't think of. Trust the Lord with all your heart. In other words, whatever you say is what I will do. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him. With him. All the way. Brethren, there's no halfway through. You cannot follow him halfway through. You must follow him all the way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. A man of God came to meet me in the office during this week. And he was sharing his story with me. And so when he was going to get married, he had a sister, a wonderful sister, that was everything he needed as a man of God. And in fact, a senior pastor told him that, that is your wife. He said, no, she's my sister. She cannot be my wife. Said, Are you related? No, they were not related. But he just made up his mind that he would not marry that sister. And then he went to church. And he met a sister. A sister that sleeps in church. If you understand what I mean. She's available for all services. She's in all departments. 
She is the, uh, 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 what's the word? The model of what a man of God wants in a sister. But brethren, you can only marry one person. Do you realize that? And there are many things you don't know. And so, when he went and told that man of God that this is the person I want to marry, <laughs> the man of God said, let us pray. <laughs> he said, I pray for you, that God will grant you the grace to go through this relationship. Uh, the man has told him already, and he said, this is the person I want to marry. <laughs> he said, amen. And they got married. <laughs> and the woman began to reveal her true self. He met her in the church. So that's why you need to hear the voice of God. This man was talking to me as a pastor. Uh, no, not even as a pastor. Me, I'm a pastor. The man is a prophet. He's a higher level, a spiritual man. He was talking to me as what? A prophet. He said he ran out of that house the day they were going to use him for sacrifice. Who are those that are going to use him for sacrifice? His wife. Yes. Are we together, brethren? This are... Now, I didn't read this in a storybook. We were sitting down in my office here. And he was telling me this, this week. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do what? Lean not on your own understanding. Say, ah, God, me, I'm a pastor. I must marry a doctor. So that when I'm not going to full-time ministry, the doctor will be doing what? Unfortunately, by the time you want to go to full-time, you will have been roasted. <laughs> Lean not on your own understanding. That's what I said. In all your ways, do what? Acknowledge him. Brethren, he knows what you don't know. He sees what you don't see. And if you make up and say, Lord, Whatever you want me to do is what I will do. Even when you make mistake, he will come true for you. Do you realize that? He will ensure that you don't fall. He will ensure that you don't fail. He will ensure that he will make a way for you. I pray for someone here today. God will make way for you. Amen. I pray for someone listening to me today. You will not fall. Amen. I pray for you. You will not fail. Amen. Maybe you are looking back and saying, ah, this is where I went astray. God will restore you. Amen. I said, God will restore you. Amen. It's very important, brethren. Favor can be found. And I know we don't have much time. It's our month of divine favor. So we'll be talking about it as the month goes ahead. But favor can be found in the sight of the Lord. And just quickly, three good examples of people that found favor. Abraham found favor. Who found favor? He found favor. In Genesis chapter 18, verse 3. Genesis 18, verse 3. Abraham said, My Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass away. I pray thee from thy servant. Come into my house. And we know that by the time the interaction he had with those angels were over, 
they started, he began to intercede for Sodom and Gomorrah. He was able to save Sodom and Gomorrah, but his intervention saved his, uh, who, is, who was Lot to him? His nephew, Lot. He went as low as saying, if there are ten righteous men, will you deliver the city? And God said, no. But God did not find ten righteous men in, in, in Sodom. In fact, he didn't even find three. Did he? The household of Lot. Well, the Bible says Lot was a righteous man. So when God got to, and when he got to Sodom, he found only one righteous man. I want to ask you a question today. I think I'm going to round up very soon. If God were to come to this church, how many righteous men will he find? People are not even sure. They're not raising up their hand. <laughs> I'm asking you, if God comes to this church, how many righteous men will he find? Raise up your hand. Let me see. You know, a man of God shared a revelation. And I think I've shared this with some of us. He said one day God opened his eyes. This was in God's own country. God opened his eyes and he saw a procession of people that were walking into heaven. And he said the largest congregation in that country, because they were walking in by their congregation. He said the largest congregation he saw in that is Revelation had 50 people. And that was Deeper Life Bible Church. Everybody was coming in with their own placard. He said the next church to Deeper Life, he didn't mention it. If he mentioned it, I forgot it. They had 10. He said the worst part of it was that from his own congregation, there was nobody. Yes, there was nobody. And that's why I said, let's just, because brother, I don't want to be lonely in heaven. Should God, should Christ come today? And he can come anytime. I hope you realize that. Am I going to see you? How would I say, bro, you are here? Will I say, my sister, you are here? The, we are made to understand that in heaven, that's why the Bible says there are many mansions. Everyone that was your acquaintance, that you knew that you walked together righteously in heaven, we will visit each other. Eternity is very, brethren, eternity is interesting. Eternity is, that probably eternity is not boring. But it's predicated upon righteousness. Righteousness. Abraham found favor with God. Mary found favor with God. We know that one very well. Luke chapter 1, verse 30 to verse 35. The angel told her, fear not Mary, you have found favor with God. And then he began to tell her the benefit of the fact that she found favor with God. You will conceive in your womb, you will bring forth a son, you will call his name Jesus. The benefit of the fact that she found favor with God. And then Mary said, uh -uh, it, is, it is not possible. And the angel told her why it would be possible. In verse 35. He said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And I pray for someone here today, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. Amen. He said, the power of the highest will overshadow you. Amen. I said, the power of the highest will overshadow you. Amen. Impossibility will become possible for you. Amen. The foundation you are laying will not crumble. Amen. The house you are building will not fall. Amen. God will testify of you. Amen. 
and God will grant you good success. Amen. Next week, we are going to continue with what happens when you find favor. It's a month of what? A month of divine favor. So what happens when you find favor? Because we are still looking at the fact that favor can be found. But it's not like you go and get a torchlight. What do they call it here? Searchlight. We call it torchlight in God's own country. It's not like you go and get a flash or the flashlight. Something like that. And say, I'm looking for favor. No. There are, there are spiritual requirements of you that will make sure that you are a partaker of this favor. And you'll be a partaker in Jesus' name. Amen. Because, brethren, we are, running, we are on a journey. And we are running a race. And no man will be left behind. Amen. Tell somebody you will not be left behind. Be left now tell that person, I will not be left behind. Will you will find favor in Jesus' name. Amen. The favor of God will locate you in Jesus' name. If there's any impediment to that favor shining forth in your life, God himself will address it today in the name of Jesus. Amen. If there's any place, you know, brethren, we want shortcuts. It's human nature. Is that not so? It's human nature to desire shortcuts. Say this one, every time they will be saying uh, uh, the word, they will be praying. I beg, bring anointing oil. Let it do the miracle. Is that not so? Bring an anointed handkerchief. Let it do the miracle. If it's either your anointed handkerchief has the Holy Spirit or has a demon in it. If it has a demon in it, you are in trouble. If it is the Holy Spirit, the foundation remains the same. Let them that name it the name of the Lord do what? Depart from iniquity. That's the word of God. And that word will avail for you. That word will stand for you. Amen. Your testimony will yet be glorious. Amen. Because as you step out this week, you are stepping into favor. Amen. The, the Lord has spoken already that this month is a month of what? Divine favor. See, when God favors you, can men afford not to favor you? They cannot. Wherever you go this week, the favor of God will go with you. Amen. Whatever you sit down to do, the favor of God will go with you. Amen. Every examination you write, the favor of God will go with you. Amen. The Bible says our God is too holy. To do what? To be holy in equity. So we're talking of favor. The Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody except one person. And who is that person? You can be against yourself. If you've made up your mind you want to live a life of unrighteousness, if you've made up your mind that you don't want to reckon with the living God, if you've made up your mind that it's either your way or the highway, brethren, there's only one way. It's the way of the living God. Jesus Christ said what? I am the way, the truth. He said no man comes to the Father. No man finds favor except through Jesus. Any alternative is a lie. The Bible says, let God be true. Let what? Let all men be liars. Let God be true. Let all pastors be liars. Let God be true. Let all apostles and prophets be what? Be liars. But God remains true. And his ways have not changed. Jesus Christ still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hold on to him in righteousness. You don't know him come to him today. 
You have been mixing him with something else or someone else. Tell somebody, repent. repent. He said, because you are neither hot nor cold, I will do what? I will spew you out of my mouth. God will not abandon you. Amen. I said, God will not abandon you. And you will not abandon God. Let's bow down our heads, brethren. Let's bow down our heads. Let's bow down our heads. It's a month of divine favor. You can find this favor, but you need to talk to God. He doesn't hold your past against you. I hope you realize that. But he will not hold your past against you if you come to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. But if you come to him and say, Lord, uh, I'm not the only one. Uh, Uncle this did it. Uh, Auntie this did it. In fact, she taught me how to do it. Ah, then you are not ready for favor. It's between you and him now. Talk to him. He's here to listen to you. He's here to move you forward. Move you to the next level. Tell him. If you are falling short in whatever way. Because brethren, the Lord has spoken that this week, you are stepping into favor. And the only thing that can debar you from stepping into favor is if your ways are not right with God. Open your heart to him and say, Lord, I'm here. I have no one but you. I need no one but you. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died. But adventure, you are here, you've not given your life to Christ, or you are watching online, you are not born again. If you are in the house, you want to raise up your hand where you are, we are going to pray together. If you are online, just go ahead and say with me, say, Lord Jesus, I come before you this day. I want to enjoy divine favor this month, but I know that sin can, can deny me. Come into my life. Come in today. Come in to stay. Write my name in the book of life and make way for me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Make me a partaker of this divine favor. Be glorified and be magnified in me. For we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.